Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you live from COG Studios on Thursday, June 13th after an L.A. Galaxy Open Cup win against the last amateur team in the tournament over Orange County FC. Certainly going to talk a lot about that game. Also, uh, the big news, I guess, this week is really the the Galaxy player salaries coming out. So we're going to talk about that as well. Um, and then just sort of get you updated on all the things that are happening with the LA Galaxy, including their next Open Cup draw, who they'll be playing, what happens after that game, if they do win it, who they could possibly face. So we have uh, all that stuff lined up, ready to go for you tonight. Uh, could also have a special guest calling in as well, and we're going to update you on uh, what that could be, if and when that person calls in. And if not, we're going to tell you about something uh, a little special going on within the greater Los Angeles area, I think I would call it. So, a lot of fun stuff to get to. But before we do any of that, he's been sitting quietly, which is hard to do for him. Uh, he's all Portugaled out. Uh, welcome back to the show, Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, what's up, buddy? Hey, it's, uh, I'm glad to be back for uh, the UEFA Nations League recap week. I'm all excited to share all my Portugal news for you since we're you know, slow news week. We got the, the U.S. Open Cup, so I'm good to go with uh, with my Portugal news if we need it. That's right. I was going to say, we may, we may have to just dive in and, and, <laughs> and just go all Portugal all the time. It's a, it's a better story. The Portugal men's team is a better story than the U.S. men's national team. Yeah, if you Especially when they play on the same day and those games are going back and forth. Uh, one was a much easier choice to watch than the other, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was, absolutely. All right, so um, to kick things off, the LA Galaxy get a 3 nothing victory over Orange County FC, an NPSL team, an amateur side, uh, p- coached by former LA Galaxy great Paul Caligiri. Did you, was that a question mark? I don't know. No, he's, it, he's, 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 he's great. He's great. He's, he's he's great. Yeah. United States soccer legend. That, that, see, that's the... like. He's a legend. And he's a legend within the Galaxy, too. I mean, yeah. he's, he's done a lot. So that that didn't mean to be a question about that. Okay. But it, I was going to say. It ended put, up being put, a question put about that. Put some respect on that. Yeah, it was my fault. <laughs> I apologize. I, I apologize, Paul. My, my bad. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so Paul Caligiri uh, comes in. Listen, I mean... It, <laughs> It was the David versus Goliath. It was everything that you wanted it to be. And through the first half, they, they you know, Orange County FC really did, I guess, hang in there. Um, I think people are putting much more of a princess fairy tale look on that first half than what was actually happening, which is the Galaxy probably had 70 to 75% possession, had yeah. all the chances and couldn't finish, uh, which Orange County testing them a couple times as well. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But if you if you listen to the broadcast, if you if you saw what people were trying to say about the Orange County team, which again they played great, not trying to discount it, but they survived that, for they, for the half. They survived, mm-hmm. and and that's the bottom line is really that they survived. Yeah, I think uh, you're, you're you're spot on there. I think it would have been nice to see the Galaxy um, get the go ahead goal, you know, because there were definitely opportunities there. There were some some missed chances, some wide open shots that could have been uh, turned in and just killed the game right off in the first half. The fact that it was a 0-0 scoreline at the half, of course, that made everyone uh, excited about it and one want to talk about how, could, could OCFC pull it off. And so it was just one of those things where, um, y- yes, the story was there, but whenever you have an amateur team playing against a professional team, I, we kind of saw how, how it shook out where you have the amateur team who, you know, these guys are going to be hungry. They're 
you're playing against a professional team, the atmosphere, you know, full stadium, standing room only, they're going to get excited and they're going to get up for that first half. But over time, the professional team is going to have more fitness. They're going to be able to outlast them. And that's what we saw happen is eventually they broke down. They made the mistakes, you know, had a foul outside the box, which gave a free kick, which foul, foul, <laughs> foul in, in quotation but, marks. But, for but essentially you, you caught them, you know, you, you made them pay for for that mistake, and then obviously the second goal was a you know a heavy touch, right. you know tired legs towards the end of it, and then they finished them off at the end. So I think that's just yes, it's a great story, and you want you would have wanted it if you're a Galaxy fan to see them put it away early, but they did their job. It was a very um, business like performance. They went in, they you know did what they needed to do, they dominated the game, they had possession, they had the shots, and you know of course. You know, OCFC, if they would have scored on one of those opportunities or, you know, Bingham makes a mistake like he's done in, uh, in previous games and maybe it makes things interesting. But you, it was never in doubt. I don't think the Galaxy were ever in danger of losing that game. No, no, it, it didn't feel like they were ever in danger of losing the game. It didn't feel like there was ever, you know, this sort of it, it was it was more frustration from the Galaxy in the first half. Uh, yes. Philip in the uh, in the chat room says, uh, Josh, would you have been happy if the Galaxy won 13 to nothing? <laughs> would yes. you have celebrated? Yes. Yes. Well, I did see someone someone mentioned something that, you know, Cuello didn't celebrate after the third goal. It's like, OK, are we really having this conversation? <laughs> this is not a conversation. Josh, let's go over Josh's general life rule. Uh, right. Scoring goals is hard celebrate every time this is general life this okay. is in your life if you have a goal that you have reached you should celebrate that goal i don't care if it's your first goal of the day or your 13th goal of the day celebrate the goal but you've already scored five keep it score four keep it classy that. in terms of you don't taunt the person unless it's like your brother or something and then totally taunt them like 13 <laughs> is not enough 21 you know that type of thing i was gonna thing. say as a sibling i can relate to that yeah yeah so um the three nothing is a is a is a perfect score. Yeah. It's exactly what you wanted. The Galaxy got to run out a lineup that really um, is is was was as first team heavy say, as they probably could go, right? It's <laughs> funny. Again, whenever we, we did this too long, we start getting in each, in each other's heads. I was going to say this was first team adjacent. It wasn't first team, but it was it was right right up against the edge there. Yeah, uh, David Bingham in goal. You had uh, Julian Araujo returning from the yep. U20 uh, World Cup there with the U.S. Youth National Team. Are they the men? I guess they're still the, the men in the, the, in baby the U20s. Nats. The, ba- the baby Nats. Affectionately known as the baby so back with the U20s, you had uh, Dan Steris wearing the captain's armband. I'm Captain sure that Dan. made some people angry because Why? people hate Dan Steris, we don't love, you know? We love Dan. I love Dan. Captain Dan. Captain Dan was did just fine. Uh, Diego Polenta out there starting. Dave Romney getting the start. The general rule is if Dave Romney starts a game, Galaxy are going to win. It's going to be a shutout. And then if, if it's his birthday, if, then yeah. you, you add to the goal margin. You, that's just, you keep racking him <laughs> up. Uh, Joe Corona in there. Perry Kitchen getting a start as well. Uh, Fabio Alvarez and Efrain Alvarez. So you had Alvarez. <laughs> yeah squared in there um and then you had uh, chris pontius and emmanuel boatang as well so pontius playing up in that nine role really that Zlatan plays and everybody else yeah. sort of supporting um I, I think the real sort of highlight here is alvarez and alvarez yeah um whether whether it's efrain or whether it's fabio for the most part i thought both had very good games um i would say that both suffered severely from finishing issues yes uh because i think the, the team in general yeah, yeah, you could say yeah. that. Boateng had just finishing issues. Uh, yeah. Dan Steris afterwards, they said, hey, were you surprised that Efrain scored two? And he basically said, yeah, he, he should have scored six. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I don't know what it is about the track and field stadium. Like, if Efrain's playing, you know, we need to make sure he's on that stadium because that's where his comfort level is. You know, this is the Efrain that we saw with G2, you know, scoring goals, looking comfortable, kind of um, – 
you know, causing havoc for the other team. And so I think it, it's good for him to get that confidence boost. Yes, he could have had six, but you're you're not you're not upset that he got two. No. And, and I think are, are these technically his first first team goals? Yes, they okay. are his first uh, senior team goals. Yeah. yeah. Not, Same with not, Cuello as well, okay. by the way. So Cuello scored the 90th minute goal there, and so that's his first senior team goal because yeah. not professional goals. Exactly. I think and, and not MLS goals. And so not, it doesn't count toward that tally. Right. So we're still, you know, hopefully this carries out. There's some carryover. You don't want to oversell it and say, well, Efrain scored two. He should be starting. We should make this work. Um, but you can make a case for it with, with Antuna gone and Dos Santos gone. You can make a case that Efrain could be making a difference in there in a starting role. Well, I think the big thing here is that if you want to sort of put an exclamation point on anything that Efrain did was that he created chances and then his set piece goal is gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's perfect. And that doesn't Textbook. matter. That That's the one goal I take out of this that I don't say, okay, that does it. that's a goal against any team in the world type yeah. thing. That's a goal. That's a set piece. Um, yeah. So that, that counts. If, you, if you're trying to take anything else from this game, because I saw people saying it, let's take this momentum and ride it. I'm like, what moment? You, you beat an amateur team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, as much as you want to give them credit for being the David versus Goliath yeah. and, and getting to where they are, which you do, you tip your hat to them. Um, this was a game the Galaxy win 3 nothing comfortably, and they should, and that's fine, and you move on, and there's there's not much you learn from this. I mean, yeah. at least not for me, because the competition certainly isn't there. I mean, it was a choppy game. Um, it which was a, is to be expected. Which it, Anytime you play in the track and field stadium, it's going to be a choppy game. Um, that the USL, if you've never watched a USL T, uh, game before it's like that yeah. it's choppy it's sprint this way sprint yeah. that way sprint this way it, back it and was, forth you know classic g2 style game it, is what it looked like. it was and you're talking about you know technically with uh orange county fc is an mpsl team which yeah. is even below usl so i mean all these things that you put in together you know what do you learn from it you learn that you got through that game and you were lucky because it's an international break and you basically could as you say a first team adjacent yeah. starting lineup um, I wouldn't have been surprised. I knew they weren't going to do it because obviously we heard early in the week um, that they weren't going to do it. But I wouldn't have been surprised if Zlatan played in that game either. And it was really just because he was not he you he was not feeling a hundred percent. It was yeah. one of those. And, he was and, like, if no. he, and if he's not a hundred percent, and again we're, we're dancing around it. You don't you don't want to be disrespectful to OCFC, but but it is what it is. It was almost like a preseason or a scrimmage yeah. type game. You, you you weren't looking to get a lot out of it. The one thing that I am going to take away from it is 3-0. That's their first three-goal margin of victory this season. Okay. So looking back, they've had two one, you know, three ones, two zeros. Right. So they, they haven't laid it on. So the fact that they did play an amateur team and they were able to, you know, go plus one on, on their be- their biggest victory margin. So, you know, that's something that they can build on is, okay, you know, shut a team out and put, put more than two goals in. I think that's something when you, you know, what they say, the most dangerous lead is a two-goal lead because, you know. Or thir- think, I heard 13 nothing is also <laughs> a very dangerous lead. Yeah, in yeah. the 86th minute, you never know when it can turn. Right. So I think getting that insurance goal at the end, getting a third goal, you, you want to see a team not pile on, but you want to see them be able to put a game away and put it out of doubt. And they did. They, they did. did. They did all they did their I mean, job. I think people think that there's this giant gap, and I've never agreed that there's a giant gap. There's this giant gap between, you know, really league, you know, the USL and and what you're seeing from the LA Galaxy. There can be. There can be in terms of the upper level talent that is involved, right? But in terms of a team being able to sit back and bunker for 45 minutes, you can get a lot of teams that are able to have success during that. I think there are a lot of amateur teams where that's the game plan, and that's where, where you see them advance is they're able to... To hold, you know, you know, take in water and then eventually get a counter. And, and, you know, that's what OCFC did against Las Vegas. They they hung back and then they they when they took their chances, they they capitalized on them. So no, no fault against them. But 
over a 90 minute stretch, the more talented team is just going to come out on top. And the better in shape team. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff. It's a fitness it, thing. It, it all came through. You you could see it, and and it wasn't something that was surprising. Um, I think there were people talking with people at halftime. Uh, that you know, we were at, at, as ever at the track and field stadium. The the reporters basically sit right at the bottom <laughs> of the stand, so you can you can so come the, up and talk to us. Yeah, the the press box meetup is tight quarters. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a there's no you don't have to walk very far in order to do. It. I just have to turn my chair around, um, which is fun. I always enjoy those games. Yeah. Um, but it, it was good. But you know, people were concerned. They're like, oh, this is the same. This feels like Colorado, and feels like, like new. Well, that, and that's that's the hangover from losing to Colorado, losing to New England poor opponents and right. not putting away a game in the first half, not putting it out of reach right. and making you nervous. So, the, the, you know, fans who felt that way were absolutely within right to feel that way. But at the same time, given the opponent, you just knew at some point it was they were gonna, those goals were going to come. So switch now from Efrain Alvarez, who had a good game. Again, probably could have scored three or four more goals. I was disappointed he didn't get more on target. In fact, that was really my big disappointment from the entire Galaxy team yeah. the first half is put shots on target. Yeah. You barely tested make, the guy. Make stuff happen. You know, amateur goalkeeper, make him make a save, make him bumble a ball, you know, get a rebound, make something happen. And then so you had uh, Fabio Alvarez, who was really the, the main culprit of this, which was he was finding space in the middle. He was putting shots in. And they he were was lofting shots. He was, yeah, I was going to say <laughs> none of them were, were fairly well put yeah. on target. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the Galaxy ended up having 24 shots on goal or excuse me, 24 shots, eight shots on goal um, to Orange County. Six FC's, shots and two shots on goal. Yeah, six and two. Yeah. So huge disparity in that. I mean, they don't have possession numbers in this, but I'll yeah. tell you right now, it was at least 60, 40 it and was, it was probably 70, 30 possession. I'm seeing is 72 percent Galaxy, 28 percent. So again, Dominance. Check off, uh, check off the boxes. All yep. that stuff. I mean, it, it's great. That, that's that's what you should see. There's there's no bad takeaways from this. Yep. I mean, everybody. If you look at the second goal, the second goal is started by Ima Boateng. I mean, and not only was it started by Ima Boateng, but it was literally started by Ima Boateng because he started running forward to put the the deep yep. press on, and he waved his arm forward as if to call the <laughs> entire on, guy, everybody. Let's go. Follow <laughs> me, right? And uh, that comes in. Then there was pressure from Pontius, and then yep. Kitchen ended up with the ball. Kitchen to Alvarez. Alvarez broke through somebody, yep. and that's what you want to see. Again, all this stuff was good. I'm fine. I think this is, I, I mean, I don't know what you really want to take from this particular game other than you got three points and you and you survived because there's other teams, Major League Soccer teams, who did not survive yeah. these games. Against the USL side. Against the USL side. Chicago yep. got bounced. Mm -hmm. Colorado got bounced. Atlanta was going to extra time whenever we, just before oh, we started. That's right. That's going on right now. Against the Railhawks, isn't it? Or no. Uh, no. Now they're north. It's Char no, I think this Chattanooga. Ch Chattanooga, you're right. No, is it Chattanooga or Charleston? Charleston. Charleston Battery. Battery. Yeah, that's who it was. You know what? Good job. Good job naming <laughs> all of the USL teams that were like. When you, when you're the you know Southern California based guy, and it's just all the same thing. Yeah, you know the, Charleston, North Carolina, Tallahassee, whatever it is. You know, <laughs> Tampa Bay Rowdies. It's just all the same. You know, once you get on that side of the Mississippi, it's all the same to me. Yeah, it's all my, all... my ignorant. That's my ignorant take for the day. That's your and they should celebrate their goals. <laughs> celebrate them all. <laughs> Jump up and down. Uh, celebrate all you want. So uh, here on this podcast, we're a big celebrate your goals uh, fan. Just in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. So um, let's talk though about I think. The bigger thing that was going the atmosphere, on. Is that what we're doing? Oh, sure. Just steal, just steal my transition. That's cool. <laughs> I tried. I tried butting in. No, no. I what I steal your thunder. What I want is to talk about the atmosphere at this game. <laughs> um, okay, so the official count is five thousand people. Um, there may have been a little more. There may have been a little less. I don't really know. I don't know what that stadium <laughs> looks like with that many people in it because I can tell you right now that the I expected about fifteen hundred people. Okay. I expected. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I think the stadium itself was set up for about 
2,000 people in terms of how many people yeah. they actually think were going to show up. Um, and 5,000 people showed up. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, kudos to them. Exactly 5,000 people. That's interesting that it landed on exactly 5,000. What's the capacity of the track and field stadium? Yeah. Because I would guess that it's 5,000. No, no, it's actually, they can they can expand up to 12,000 okay. and do all that stuff but as it well. Wasn't but, ex- it wasn't expanded. But what I want to do right now is I actually want to take a little break. We're going to set this all aside because we have a special phone call coming in. I, I believe we have a special phone call coming in. And is, uh, is this Brandon? Yeah, yeah, this is Brandon. Hey, Brandon, it's Josh Guessman, uh, Eric Vieira here on Corner of the Galaxy. Now, Brandon, you are the owner of uh, Temecula FC, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. All right, so something sort of special has been going on around uh, Twitter and around the uni- around the Twitterverse and especially around the Galaxy, and we've been sort of watching it, and it was something that uh, a good friend, Chris Tucker from the Riot Squad cast, and Jamie Bacon, who uh, got almost 300 people to last night's uh, Open Cup game, certainly we'll continue to talk about that, but uh, Brandon, uh, as the owner of Temecula FC, you guys are in a, a little bit of a bind as you approach, I believe, what, your last game of the season here? We have well, our last home game. So we, we have a match Sunday in L.A. against AS Los Angeles. And um, then we have our last home match on the 22nd. And then we have to travel out to Arizona on the 29th. Right. And so we have three, three games left in our season. Three games left in the season right now. Uh, Temecula FC is part of the MPSL, so the same league that Orange County FC, which the Galaxy just played in there. And uh, you guys need a, uh, a record-breaking crowd for this last game. And the last game's on June 22nd at 6 p.m. We'll give you some links and, and talk about it. But uh, basically, if, the, if there's not a record-breaking crowd, Brandon, what, what happens here? Uh, well, we don't return to the MPSL. Um, not that I don't love the MPSL. Believe me, I sit on the board for it right now. I'm a huge supporter of the MPSL. I think it's um, one of the best, if not the best, platforms for an amateur team to go professional in, in terms of building supporter um, uh, base in the community, um, sponsorship, stuff of that sort. I think it, there, there isn't anything better. I've, I've been around U.S. soccer as a professional player and as a coach for 22 years now. And I haven't seen anything better than the MPSL. So it's nothing against it. It's just um, we're in a little bit of a a tough situation due to some some politics in our area. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, this is this is local soccer at its finest, though. This is a, a Temecula-based club playing Temecula. Your name, Temecula FC. I mean, this is this is one of those things that I think a, a lot of people who follow Major League Soccer um, we get to see the the lower level teams, and especially with the U.S. Open Cup going on right now, it's something that's I, I think on the front of everybody's mind. So, um, you know, this is this is one of those things that uh, not a lot of times, I guess, in, in in a lot of our lives, can we have a direct impact on on possibly saving something or helping somebody out um tickets are ten dollars is that correct yeah yeah that's correct yeah so ten dollars online yeah ten ten dollars online right now um you know i I think uh chris tucker wanted me to mention that basically it's cheaper than a beer that you buy at dignity (laughs) health sports park um and and and, it definitely is yeah 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 so i mean this is this all stuff and i know a bunch of people got free tickets for the open cup game that that just happened on wednesday night so you have probably a free ten dollars sitting in your pocket just imagine that that open cup price that's what you're paying for for your temecula fc ticket yeah so i mean uh, you know at least here at corner of the galaxy I'm, i love lower level soccer um you know this is sort of trying to build that pyramid within the united states that that hasn't existed for so long so i mean brandon i mean what else can we do uh you know i'll, I'll give you your best pitch if, if you want to talk to everybody and we get a, you know a fair number of listeners there's at least three people who listen on a regular basis my mom is one of them i think there's enough to, to get the, the 1500 mark. yeah i think we can get to the 1500 mark i think we can do this so i, I mean brandon what, what can we do to help you out 
I agree. No, that's that's really it. I mean, the main thing is, guys, I mean, like I said, I started playing professionally here in the U.S. out of high school and I actually played for Galaxy's reserve team. Um, Oxavia Zambrano was the head coach at the time and got me up to the Galaxy out of Cal State Fullerton because the goalkeeper coach had moved up there. And he said, you're never going to get any time in here with Cienfuegos and some of these players in here. Play with the reserves. Well, I did, which was the Orange County Zodiac uh, back in the old A League. I remember that. Um, used to have like Seattle Sounders in there and some some other the Colorado you know, they're, they're, Foxes. They're teams now. Yeah. Well, well. Long story short, there's no there was no support really, and the club went bankrupt after a few years. I had to go out to Boston and play out there, and then over to England and play. Um, but the real change needs to be like when I came back from England. I loved it over there. It's amazing how the community supports and gets behind a team, whether they're doing good, whether they're doing poor, whether in the Premier League, whether they're in non-league. Obviously, there's different numbers in terms of support, but that varies as well. If you're in non-league, it's not as expensive as being in the Premier League, and you get, obviously, vice versa in regards to the amount of money you get, sponsorships you get. But it's all pretty sustainable. And here, it's very, very difficult to be self-sustaining. And we, we've been very, very good for six years. Mm. Um, we have some local local drama going on with youth clubs and stuff like that. And it, it's it's come to a head to where, you know, we, we, we have a little situation at our venue that we've been using for the last two years, which has been great for us. And I think a little bit, you know, unfortunately for California, they're a little soft and the weather was a little cold this um winter and spring and we're down about you know 200 people per game which you might not think is a lot of money but for a non-league club you're looking at around you know anywhere from from 40 to 50 to 60 thousand dollars a year and that's that's what funds a club and so we're doing everything that we can because we've got pretty much all volunteer staff always have even even when we've had Premier League coaches and national team coaches come over and support and we've got a top coach now from Ireland, who was with Shamrock Rovers, over volunteering his time. So we have a bunch of people that just volunteer because they love the game. Me and my family, you know, we do put all of our money back into the club um, because it's not really about the money. It's just about eventually what could what could be right. in Temecula, and that's and that's really what it's about. It's not what there is now, getting you know seventy five to to eight hundred fans at a game at the high and the average about one fifty to two fifty. It's about, you know, there could be a regular 2,000. There could be a little stadium. There could be, you know, beer. There could be something that kids grow up seeing. I've got two kids that all they know is Temecula Football Club. They don't know my life any other way. So um, they draw little quail pitches all the time. <laughs> I mean, these things can, can get into the community. And there's other kids that are absolutely mad about our club and supporters that are mad about our club and if you ever see any videos or watch anything, the noise is crazy for the, the amount of fans we get. And it can grow, and they deserve better. I wish I could do better for them, but I don't have a lot of money. Right. And that's just the fact. Right. Um, and we just, so, we just need people to come together. We can sell these 1,500 tickets. And it doesn't solve the problem. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the issue is getting the community around it, starting to break down these barriers of local youth club politics and drama and and filling out the stadium. Right. I mean, that's 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 the reality. Yeah. 
And I, you make a great point about this not solving the problem, but but not but that not being a reason why you shouldn't support it. Because if you do get that fifteen hundred mark, creates a buzz around it. You say support your local team, and you do sell those fifteen hundred this game around. And there may be people who live in the Temecula area, but not may not be aware of it. But now they hear this groundswell that's going on, and so maybe you're not going to get you know the solid fifteen hundred attendance every game next year, but you're going to get some people who you know there's a lot of people you know who move to that area, live in that area, and they say, oh, I didn't know there was a club around here and now it starts to build yeah and i think that's that's the importance of this move yes it's not going to solve the problem but it, it could create that groundswell that's going to support the club moving forward for years to come yeah yeah it, it really yeah. Co- it really feels like that too yeah brent one more thing i'll, I'll let you go and then and then i'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give my my best plug as well <laughs> yeah go ahead no no i mean oh, I, no, well, that, uh, oh yeah. yeah go 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 I, I was gonna say you know here at corner of the galaxy and and me i already bought two tickets um, you know, it's it's a Galaxy game day, and I know a lot of people will probably be watching that Galaxy game. If you go and you buy the ticket, you can donate it. Um, so that's not an issue. Just just go and buy the ticket. I mean, this is this is like cheap. It's ten dollars. You know, there's a little tax thrown on there if you buy it online. It's not it's not much. It's again, you can buy. It's it's less than the cost of a beer at the stadium, and you could probably afford to have one less beer this <laughs> month. Maybe two if you're feeling generous. What two less beers than you normally were going to drink this week? Um, and and you can help this out. So so Brandon, I'll let you uh, let you close it out. No, no, it's huge. It's huge. Like, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't solve the problem. But like I said, you have hundreds of people in our community that volunteer their time. And you have a lot of people. We, have, we do have sponsors and we have season ticket holders that invest a lot of money to make this happen. A lot of people don't realize it's, it's anywhere from 1500 to $3,000 just to operate a match at the NPSL level. Mm-hmm. Um, so over 10 games... And that doesn't include everything else involved with the game, as anybody can imagine, you know, website, social media, um, the life. But really what it, what it does is all these people that have given all that, it really means the world to them. Myself and my family who, you know, cashed in 401k, sold cars, stuff of that sort too, to make this happen, it, it makes it worthwhile, you know. And it gives that extra little bit of spirit to say, hey, you know what? We can make this happen. Things can change in this country, and we can have. There should be more than just to make LFC within 30 mile radius. It's really sad that there's not teams like at our level in every single city in this country. Yeah. And if we can start to show sustainability, then there'll be more teams. Yeah. And that's what it's really about. Hey, not too bad right now. At least according to the NPSL website, uh, currently fifth in that South uh, Southwest Conference Division for Temecula FC. So again, the uh, the date is Saturday, June twenty second at six p.m. Uh, that game playing at Chaparral High School, I believe. Um, and then, where can everybody go to uh, to purchase those tickets? Yeah, just uh, TemeculaFC.com. TemeculaFC.com. We'll have a link in the podcast here as well. Brandon, we wish you the best. Uh, we're, we're cheering for you. Hopefully we can uh, we can help out any way that we can, and hopefully this will uh, we'll kick it off. We'll get those 1,500 tickets. I think we can do it. Oh, wait. I believe. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right. There we go. Thank there's you. Good uh, luck to you. There's Brandon Jantz, uh, the owner of Temecula FC, calling in. Um, again, Chris Tucker and the Riot Squad cast and Jamie Bacon, who was responsible for over, I think, 300, whenever it all yeah. came down to it, 300 uh, tickets coming in to uh, that Open Cup game or sort of spearheading this again. Uh, Chris told me that if I didn't give him credit, he'd hurt me. No, actually, <laughs> he didn't say that. Um, no, he, he just wants to help solve, uh, save local soccer. You don't get a chance. Again, it was, yeah. 20, it was 20 bucks. I mean, $22 yeah. or something after say, tax. Yeah. And, and once he threw the Orange County Zodiac reference, I was in. You were in? Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, that, that did it for me. They actually beat the Galaxy. In it. I remember going to a scrimmage where they beat the Galaxy. So going, so supporting those local clubs, those lower level teams, that's really what it's all about. Of course, you want to support the pro, the pro team right. to 
have the league grow and, and major league soccer grow so it becomes a contender worldwide. But you don't build to that until you have these lower level teams and you see room for growth. So that's part of it as well. Well, now now we transition and, and sort of see again what that what that support was at mm-hmm. the Open Cup game. And that felt like a local soccer event. Yeah. That, Intimate setting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Un- undiluted galaxy fans that was that's what it's all about well and and here's the thing is that apparently um and i don't know if this is 100 percent true and maybe i'm wrong and if i'm wrong i'm happy to be wrong that's fine somebody will correct me i'm sure but well from my understanding is that the 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 supporters groups don't necessarily get that game for free because their tickets are already discounted for the you know for the for the main season for the la galaxy they don't necessarily get those tickets the oh, open okay. cup tickets for free they might have to pay for them or you know there aren't as many or something it's like that. it's a different plan it's a different plan than if you're just a if you're a season ticket member, you get those tickets for free. Got it. Um, I, did, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I think at one point that I, I will tell you right now that every season ticket holder that's a you know a regular season ticket holder got those tickets for free, which means that if every single season ticket holder showed up <laughs> to that game, there wouldn't be enough seats for everybody, right? Which, which it felt like. You know, when I got there, there was a line to get in. You know, the stands looked full, so we kind of you know sat around the gate, and and there's something special about that. And and you know, of course, Jamie Bacon didn't sell every single ticket there but i think she played a huge part in making it a thing it was and, a thing and so you know you know we get, we talk a lot about galaxy twitter and twitter not being real life but this you actually got to see it happen in real life and you know we, we shouted out chris chris tucker earlier and, and and his wife like i don't know them but i know them from twitter so when they see him at the stadium you know everyone says hello and, and it's a good time and that's the sense of community that you get and at the u.s open cup it just makes it feel a little bit different because everyone is right there, literally shoulder to shoulder and, and making it work. And, and I think just the atmosphere there, was it, it, that was the magic of the cup. The magic of the cup. <laughs> because, yes, it was. Because, because of the am- intimate atmosphere, everyone had the same feeling. Everyone was excited. And it made it a thing. The international break, I think, helped. Yeah. Because you there, know, were, there were no other games. You're not you're... sandwiched in between games. You're not where, you know, are you going to make it happen? It being summer, kind of the right time of year. So all of the, the stars aligned. Uh, to make this a, a special a special atmosphere and a special game. The bacon bump. The bacon bump. It happened. <laughs> it happened. I don't know if Jamie's going to like that, or, uh, like us saying that or not, but we're talking about the bump of it's attendance. A posi- it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing. thing. Yeah. We like it, and it's it's pretty good. So uh, the LA Galaxy go on, and now uh, they're on to the fifth round of the U.S. Open Cup. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you how the U.S. Open Cup works in general sense, and then I'm going to tell you why the LA Galaxy's Open Cup run is basically over now. No, uh, why you got to play it's, like it's that, over Josh. because this is this is how it works. The teams that usually end up winning the Open Cup usually play on the road once. Yeah, that's usually the ones who win it. They get they have one, <laughs> maybe two, but it's you. You the final. The final is the last game, and that's the one you end up playing on the road. Then you can have a possibility of winning it, but. Uh, in this particular case, the Galaxy will go on the road. They will go on the road, and they've been drawn against the Portland Timbers. It was between three other teams. Uh, you had LAFC, who beat RSL. You had San Jose, who I believe beat Sacramento Republic. Yep. And you had the Portland Timbers, who beat the Seattle Sounders. Okay, Now, if this all seems like deja vu, yes, the LA Galaxy <laughs> played Portland in Portland in the U.S. Open Cup in the fifth round last year. <laughs> Which, and I've heard that, well... So, someone mentioned that this is a boring competition, but that's part of it. And why you have these lower level teams is because you play against the local club. So it's it's going to happen. And I think that just helps build rivalries because now you've drawn Portland for the last couple of years. And if it, if that means anything to you, you, it maybe gives you a little bit of an extra fire. But, but to your point about the away games, not only is this an away game, but if they win, 
if by chance they win, they're they're drawn into the away game if they make it into the next round anyway. Yeah, and, and that the other match is LA is LAFC who's hosting San, San Jose, Jose, and then LAFC will ho- uh, uh, see how <laughs> I already said it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, there's no way San Jose San Jose is beating LAFC. <laughs> they barely squeaked by the Republic. Though. Right, right. Um, you know, then whoever then the the Galaxy would go to San Jose or go to yeah, regardless LA. of who wins, that's the home home side. Now I said this was the worst possible draw for the LA Galaxy as well. Not only do you not have a home game, not only do you not have a home game the next one, and not only, and then you got picked against the worst team to be drawn against because it's the furthest travel distance two days ahead of a Saturday matchup against FC Cincinnati in MLS in a matchup that you really need to win. Do you? you yeah. Because I, I can make the case for... You, you need to be prioritizing the the Portland. Game. That's that's that is three that is three points that have been gifted to you by the soccer gods because FC Cincinnati is a train wreck, but, even a train wreck at home. But the, w- can't you treat that like the U.S. Open Cup? W- wouldn't you trot out your you know starting lineup adjacent lineup I, and, and still be able to handle things? And, and regardless of what lineup you put together against Portland, you're going to have tired legs anyway. Right. So why not you know well, put but, the emphasis there? You're still in second place. You're not going to drop. But you don't have to. You don't have to be have tired legs against Cincinnati. You can start, you know, a G two team. You can basically loan a bunch of guys up. You can make sure you only have your five internationals. So and just well, we're going to find out where they prioritize the U.S. Open Cup because it's where. Gonna, where do you prioritize it? Because I, I think it's a distraction right now. I would. It I can would, be a distraction, but we also mentioned it being an easy ticket to CONCACAF Champions League. And I think if that's something where Dennis DeClosa and, right. and Baruch Scalotto have said that they want to be involved in these competitions to challenge themselves and put the Galaxy kind of back on top, being this is an easy way to punch your ticket there. And so I think you you can prioritize this because FC Cincinnati is at the bottom of the table. I think regardless of how, how you look at it, you're going to have some players from the first team play in this game against Portland. You can't go you know, 11 new, 15 new players. I bet I could. <laughs> so, but, but I, I don't think they will. Right. So if you're going to put some guys in there anyway, why not just go for it? And then, you know, you see what you, you roll the dice against Cincinnati because they're so poor, you know, maybe you can squeak something out and make it happen with your, with your B team there. Here's my counter argument. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. And second, um, the draw, the draw screwed you. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's a horrible draw. Yeah. So, so saying that that's the easiest way to the U.S. is is a lie now because it well, could be if you had a home game, if you had a home game, or if you played L.A. Quite honestly, the best draw if they were going to have an away game was to play LAFC. LAFC. Stay in town, yeah, and and not worry. And you're like, because cool. then you don't have to worry about travel one day apart. We'll, we'll yeah, go there's travel gonna... twelve miles up the road, come back. <laughs> Way you go on the travel. Done like, and done. Yeah, it's, it's like playing a home game. And and you can say that, oh, no, you don't want to face LAFC because they're one of the better teams, especially remaining, but it's the better draw if you're going to go on the road. Given if you're the gonna circumstances. Be, if you were going to get a home game here, I'd be like, okay, now now you're playing with fire because really there's only, what, two games left after yep. that? So now That's what I'm saying. one of those could have been your, your away game and you still would have been okay. But you got two away games here. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an uphill uphill battle. So it's not I easy agree. anymore. But but the likelihood could be if they if they win in Portland, then they, they have can, to they, play LAFC. But it's you just said that it's no travel. That could be that couldn't be that could be a good thing. Yeah, but that's that's now now <laughs> you're still away and you're playing. Like if you're gonna have the away yeah, game, but isn't that you who you want to play? That's who you want to play in the competition. I think you want to have you, that feather in your cap. I think 
that people who think you should be playing the best teams all the time, like my dad's one of these guys who's like, no, 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 you want to play the best team all the well, time. It's like, no, no, you don't. You want to play the really bad I'm, teams. I'm with you, and I'm wearing my Portugal jersey, so I could tell you the Euro 26 championship was based on not playing the best team. See? So so I agree with you there, but this is different. It's yeah. El Trafico. You want to play those guys. Sure. It, it brings it a, it's, it just a little you're, extra spice You're going to play them twice this year and already. make it three times. And probably in the playoffs as well. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling saucy. I, all think, right. I think in the playoffs as well. I just, to me, this U.S. Open Cup, it, it can be an easy way if you get the right draw. The yeah. coin flip but didn't it, go. The, it didn't the go their way. And I agree. Now they're in trouble. And now it's sort of like, okay, so how much effort do I really want to put in on this? Yeah. And that's where I think it has to come down. Um, the uh, the the next game scheduled, as we said, so you're going to play on uh, June 18th. Uh, this is in Portland, 8 p.m. It'll be on ESPN Plus, uh, so you can look forward to that. They're playing it at Providence Park, so it'll be in the new the newly constructed or, or newly reconstructed. Which stand, still has turf. Which still has turf. Which is yeah. unbelievable. So Zlatan's not playing in that game. You well, know that. Uh, well, he's, didn't he at the beginning of the season say yes. turf's not an issue anymore? Yes, yes, but this is a U.S. Open Cup game. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, two days before pl- having to play on turf at FC Cincinnati. Yeah, he's not oh, going to play two, two turf games, two turf back, games back to back. So, no, send G2 up to Portland. <laughs> this is getting worse by the second. Right. It is the worst draw they possibly could send have had. Send OCFC up there. Yes, we that's decline. Fine. We decline. Send OCFC up there. That's a good idea. Actually, great. So, Send uh, Temecula FC up there. That works, Let too. Let him keep the, the, Brand- the proceeds. Brandon can do it. I, I will call him up. Um, quarterfinals coming up on July 10th if the Galaxy should make it past Portland. Um, and then that means that you would then go like July 10th and have a whole bunch of others. There's, Which, imagine July 10th, and then you cross town, and then July 19th, they cross back. Come on. It's how El Trafico. How, death how, by El Trafico. How is that not what you want? Yeah. Yeah. So somebody's John uh, John on the chat room. Is it says, John Cena? Uh, no, it's not oh, John Cena this I time. I like when John Cena It's John movie. Pat with seven Ts. I still like you, Pat. Okay. John Pat. John Pat. Um, he says, I'm going to Cincy. Do not want a B team. See? <laughs> The people are all coming in there. This is this is how they go. Um, all right. So uh, so that's sort of where we are. So quarterfinals July 10th, semifinals August 7th, and then the finals August 27th or 28th. Um, as we said, right now, as the draw has been, the LA Galaxy will be on the road the next two games. If they win, after that, there's a redraw, um, and so you'll get to see who hosts. Yeah, which will be interesting. <laughs> um, but the bracket is set now. So basically, you can follow the matchups as you go. Um, this is one of those podcasts that if you're listening to it in the car and you're sort of saying, oh, yeah, this is this is going to work great. I'm going to tell you that I have a bunch of graphics for this one. You, just, you, you know, you, if people don't know by now, you come for the graphs. You yeah. come from the graphics. You come for the charts. I do. I, I do. mean, yes, it's a great audio oral listening uh Experience. experience it's an you asmr know, an yes i know we were gonna go there <laughs> but but the bonus is when you get to watch the live stream so yeah, it, yeah, it, that's it all fun. part of it you know what i say do both <laughs> do both my numbers love it when you do both um but yeah so the, so uh showing the the current bracket up there right now you can see that the little red marks that they have on the bracket if you go to the u.s open cup uh thecup.com i believe is is one of them um you you have to try to search for it a little bit yeah, sometimes just put u.s open cup Make sure the cup gets in there because Google will want to autocorrect to just the U.S. Open. And then send and you to Pebble some, Beach. Yeah, you'll get some golf results there. Which, so. is, which is interesting to yeah, have been watching tell, that. Tell Google where to, where to stick it. Um, so uh, so you see the little red check, check marks in there, are little red highlights that basically show who has the home game and how it goes. And so you can see the side of the bracket that's in the West and you can sort of see how it all goes, uh, which means that the Galaxy could end up in the final against Orlando City, the New England Revolution, DC United, New York City FC, Columbus Crew, uh, Atlanta. I don't know who won that game, Atlanta or Charleston, because they're they're saying it's either and St. Louis FC and FC Cincinnati. Here's the thing about the FC Cincinnati game is FC Cincinnati has to play St. Louis 
FC the Wednesday the before that game. So they'll be tired as well. No, they're not. They're, <laughs> I think they're playing them at home. Yeah. But, oh, no. St. Louis FC is hosting that game. But oh, that's it's interesting. Still, they got a good still, draw there. It's still not that far. Yeah, but still, did you just hit far. yourself with a yeah, but it's, still? It's a, it's a yeah, but still, and it's and, not that far. And, and a little correction there. The game is on Wednesday, uh, June 19th. June? So I think you had said the 18th, but I it's it the 19th. The is, it, is it not the 18th? No, it's the 19th. It's the 19th? 19th. Seven days from yesterday. Yeah, it's the 19th. Yeah. Who, who, said, the, who said the 18th? I think who? there's another guy who's, who snuck in there's here. There's a moron on this. Anyway, June 18th. Wait. No, June 19th, Wednesday. Yeah, there you yeah, go. There you go. See? Okay, that's how it is. Uh, is. Is when that game is. Again, on ESPN+. Plus. And if you have ESPN+, Plus, you will not be blocked out. These games are not blacked yes. out because they're not being broadcast anywhere else. That's just there. ESPN+, Plus is it. And then uh, update, Atlanta United beat the Charleston Battery 3-1. Did they beat it? They, they, it was 3-1. Okay, full, so, full so time. it's full yeah. time. Okay, so they went extra time, though. They were in extra time. Yeah. It was 1-1 at extra time, and they scored two goals in extra time. Okay, there we go. Let's now move on, being we have 20 minutes left in this particular show. Is that is that all we have yes, time for? I know we were we were. Man, we were I thought cruising. we were, I thought we weren't going to have time to, to. I thought we were going to have to stretch, but I no. guess we made it work. No, we we always figure out ways to <laughs> to over exaggerate certain portions of this show to make it fit within a certain time frame. That's how it works. Uh, but let's go to salaries now. Uh, the big news sort of came out, and I was I got a heads up on Monday that on Wednesday the MLS players uh, union would be releasing the salaries. Uh, this is what they call their official salary survey. Um, and so we are then able to look at what everybody on the team makes, uh, how much they make, how much of a raise they got, if you're lucky enough and track all that stuff like me, um, and then sort of see you know how that all fits in with the rest of the league. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down some of this stuff. We're going to talk about some of the players um, and just sort of the, the things that make you go, hmm, perhaps, um, <laughs> whenever you look at them and, and just the, like the highlights of this stuff. We're going to have an article eventually on uh, Corner of the Galaxy where I go chart crazy and put all my charts there um and so that way you can see all that stuff but this is really you know just our first chance now here is the thing and i always have to caveat this before we start um the information that you are seeing from the mls players union is obviously put out for a reason right and it's that way they can almost shame mls into yeah. giving more money because you get to see what some of these players are making yeah right? if you go to the players union website you actually see you know graphics that they're 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 pushing so they are pushing a narrative there uh you know one of the first things you see is you know the for the you know fourth year what is it for the base salary for senior rosters for non-designated players has increased 150 percent over the last five years which is great so they the average is around what 400 something thousand yes, dollars so now? now the average five years ago in 2014 was 138,000 and now it's at 345,000 it's 300 so, that's so huge there, there's there's definitely a narrative that they're pushing uh to get wages up because again you're you when you're able to pay more you're going to attract better talent so well, kind of a you know that, that's a, how that's a, how it works the, hello yeah yes <laughs> going to be careful with my words. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Family show. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, but th I mean, that's what you're seeing. That's what you're that's what you're trying to do in this is that there's an influence going on. I'll also tell you that this is a salary survey, right? So this is basically anonymous salary survey and they ask the players and they say, what are you doing? And then it's not really anonymous because then they print it out. But they, they, <laughs> they tend to say they're like, hey, listen, we, we do this the right way. We put out the survey and then the players respond and that's what gets put out here. So you think like Zlatan could be getting paid less, but he says, you know what? No. I'm actually making 7.2. No. You know, but I'm not really, no. No. <laughs> I mean, the numbers are fairly close. Here's the thing though. These are, these are all based off of a 12 month thing though so if you had somebody who came in like you had a Fabio Alvarez his number that you're seeing is based on a 12-month contract yep so that doesn't mean you know so that's that's different so than, yeah well you see 525,000 for Fabio Alvarez that doesn't mean he's walking away with all that you know money 
you know, in his pockets, it's, you know, prorated to whenever, whatever he came in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is so my, is my microphone on? It's, it's don't talk on. About, is this one of the, am I not supposed to say anything? It's on. It's just, it's making noises. I don't know. We've been messing with it yeah, for 25 minutes. There, there's a mouse in here or something. There, there could be very well. Um, no. So anyway, so, I mean, this is, this is that. So it's based over 12 months. So technically Fabio Alvarez might not actually be making all of that money or he is making it over 12 months, but he's really making it over eight months. And it's just a way to sort of put everybody on an equal ground or at least their attempt to. So that's sort of the, uh, the, the easy thing. All right. That's where we're at. Um, there's also two numbers that we talk about. We talk about uh, the base salary. We talk about guaranteed salary. For just all intents and purposes, we talk about guaranteed salary because it's the one that includes all the guaranteed bonuses. So it's really the money that they're going to get, and then they no have no matter to pay. what. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Because Wayne Rooney, uh, there. You know, people are sort of pointing out that Josie Altidore makes more than Wayne Rooney, but Wayne Rooney has a super heavy. Um, contract that is all incentives, and yeah. but that's not guaranteed because it's about how many goals yes. he scores and how many assists he gets. So he probably ends up making yeah. more than Josie how, Altidore. How many hair plugs he pops? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's all all in that there. all of that is in there. So that's that's how that goes. All right. So as we look, let's start team wise uh, with everything going on. So we'll start teams and look at uh, basically what we'll call positional spending by team. All right. And so we start with the totals. Um, all of these are ranked from one to 24 right now. I didn't put Nashville in there because they actually have already signed some players, oh, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, they have a couple of players signed. And then obviously there's a category in here called Major League Soccer. <laughs> That's uh, my favorite one. Yeah, which is <laughs> it's where right they're at the top of the list where the league is paying, paying people and they, they pay some heavy salaries yeah, right now, they, including Giovanni Dos Santos <laughs> at six point five million dollars, which, by the way, our inclination to guess that he was going to make six point five was correct because yes. he'd been increasing by five hundred thousand over the years. And so we're saying, OK, if it was going to be six last year, it was six point five this year. So celebrate your victory, Josh. There you go. Woohoo! Good guess. <laughs> that's that's the that's the charts talking there. So anyway, uh, you go and look at number one is Toronto FC at twenty two point one million dollars. The LA Galaxy come in at number two, eighteen point five million dollars. Now Toronto and LA have sort of been up near near the top for a long time. Um, but I should also point out this does not count transfer fees. Uh, if you count transfer fees, Atlanta United is a lot higher than sixth, yeah. okay, because they spend a ton of money in transfer fees. Um, but as everybody has uh, has been pointing out and has been incorrect about, but we can we can set the record straight here for just a second. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is the highest paid player in Major League Soccer, which we'll talk about here in a second, at $7.2 million. Um, and the Houston Dynamo have a total team uh, budget 7. of $7.6 <laughs> million. All right? it's, Zlatan does not make more than the entire Houston Dynamo. I'm sure they but, use base salary whenever they did yeah. that just to make the joke. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 7.6. It's close. Well, well, you can trot out Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Perry Kitchen, right. and, and you're you're equal with you, the Houston Dynamo right, right there. And then you play the Just entire 11 v 30, 30 man roster for Houston. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's where you're looking at sort of the spending disparity. Uh, 22.1 over there at Toronto FC and then 7.6 with Houston. Um, so that's where the LA Galaxy sit in terms of overall league spending. Uh, three is the Chicago Fire, which is interesting because they're still a, a fire. A dumpster fire. <laughs> a dumpster fire. That yes. Well done. Uh huh. Yeah, but but you see the players that they've brought in, and it's you know that those players are going to command a high salary. You know whether you can argue whether it's worth it or not, but it, I can see why they're up here. Yeah, yeah. It certainly says uh, it certainly says that. So then uh, you have uh, the LAFC at fourteen point four million, Sporting Kansas City at thirteen, uh, Atlanta United at twelve point six, Seattle Sounders at twelve point six, uh, Montreal Impact at twelve point one. It goes 11, 11, 11, 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9. Basically, you get down to the bottom there. The New York Red Bulls eight point three million dollars. Uh, where's Philadelphia Union? Because that's one everybody's sort of pointing out they're with eighteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteenth there, eight point nine. So uh, doing very well. Top yeah. of the Eastern. 
Palmer. Considering how you know the New York Red Bulls did last season and where Philadelphia is sitting right now, it is interesting. All right, now let's go to positional spending. Let's go to figure out who has the most in terms of forwards. So we start with forwards. Guess who? The, is it the team that's paying seven point two million? It is. It is the team paying. And then Zlatan uh, every here's my favorite part. Yeah, seven point two million for Zlatan. What's our total? Grand total for forwards that we're spending seven seven point three five four. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, well, first of all, the Galaxy yeah. don't have a ton of forwards exactly. actually listed as forwards. Yes. Uh, there's something that the player union does. They list forwards, they list midfielders, and they list uh, defenders. And then they, in this midfield category, it, it, they have MFs. MFs, which yeah. is midfield which is, forward, which my brain went somewhere else. When yeah, it said exactly. That. And they also do MDs, which yep. is midfield defense. Well, I just take all of those off, and they're just all M's. They're yep. midfield, as far as I'm concerned. That Perry Kitchen was an MD. Yeah. Um, which is funny because yeah. Kevin Perry Kitchen, MD. Kevin Kitchen, Kevin I think Kitchen, that's a MD. Great sitcom. That that's how it works. Um, but so he's but he's a midfielder, and we yeah. all know that. So there could be some. If anything on this, I skewed towards midfielders in my assessment of how to read this chart um, and how to put this data together. So just so you know, the midfield section is going to probably be have a couple more players in it yes. that maybe it shouldn't. But that's how we have to do this. Uh, Toronto comes in six point eight. Uh, DC United at three point six. Atlanta United at three point five. And the fifth is the Seattle Sanders at two point eight. Now let's go on over to the midfield now uh, and take a look. This is interesting because the LA Galaxy dropped to their second lowest position on these positional charts. They go down to sixth in midfield. $7.2 million. There are a ton of midfielders on this team. And so whenever we're going to go over some of the team n- numbers here, these are actually where the, like the I think the good signings, the, the bargain, value. It's the value is mm-hmm. right here in the midfield. Certainly is there because um, it's not on the defense. Yeah. Um, but that's what has to do mostly with one person. And, and your marquee money, you know, your, your high bills are not going to that midfield. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been a fun one. <laughs> um, all right. So now, um, so you look at that. So Toronto FC is number one, Chicago fire, number two, LAFC, number three at $10.3 million sporting Kansas city at 8.2 on the midfield, Montreal impact at 7.6, the LA galaxy at 7.2 at the bottom, Colorado Rapids, 2.4 million dollars don't worry the Colorado Rapids will top out at one of these (laughs) they will be first in the league I guarantee you in one of these categories I think you can probably guess which one it is but let's go to the defense first the LA Galaxy returned to the top if you remember after the 2018 second salary list the Galaxy actually dropped I think to number two or number three on the defensive side as people had added defensive reinforcements in the middle of the year and it pumped up the defensive numbers to be the high to take the Galaxy out of the highest paid defense in Major League Soccer what we have then, once again, is the LA Galaxy being the highest paid defense yeah. in Major League Soccer. And, and we've we've brought in two high, more on the higher end yep. paid defenders. And so, of course, that's going to skew it. You know, if we were already close to the top with the players we had, signing the, you know, uh, Pipo and signing Polenta, that's going to send us, you know, straight to the top of the list in the defender category. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Defense, $3.4 million. Again, Jorgen Shelvick takes up a million dollars of that. That's really where all this is coming to. Jorgs. Yeah. And now we go into uh, the goalkeepers. Again, I told you Colorado would top out somewhere. Uh, Colorado, number one in goalkeeping, $2.6 million. Atlanta United is second. They pay $910,000. So $2.6 million, and that's all Tim Howard. Tim Howard and Brad Guzan. Yeah, there's a lot of things. So people were then complaining about how much David Bingham uh, was making. And then I looked at this chart. The LA Galaxy fit in at number 16. Number 16 on the goalkeeping chart. So what they're getting to to be spending only that amount on goalkeepers you're saying it's a value pick. It's a value pick. You don't have to like it, but for what you're paying, you, it's a value pick. Listen, it's not the cocoa puffs. It's you know, it's the chocolate chocolate circles Stater Brothers brand. So it's it's gonna fill you up. You know, it's 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 not the same. You're not gonna tell your friends that you're having it. 
but but it'll it'll get you there. All right, and then uh, real quickly, uh, just the top twenty-five highest-paid players in Major League Soccer. Um, I just wanted to to highlight this. Latan Ibrahimovic does top that list at seven point two million. Um, there are technically four players in the top twenty-five because Giovanni Dos Santos is the second highest-paid player, but of course he's under Major League Soccer and not under the LA Galaxy salary cap. So his six point five million dollars being paid by the LA Galaxy, but not technically attributed to their roster. Um, so that's how that goes. You also have Jonathan Dos Santos, who comes in at number 21, making $2 million, uh, tied with Maxi Morales. And then you have Roman Alessandrini making 1.8 at the number 25 spot. Exactly. Some of these can be, you can ha- say, have them in different positions. Some of these guys make exactly the same, and it's sort of on almost it's, on like alphabetical yeah. order yes. whenever you really <laughs> get down to it. It's, um, that's where, you know, Alessandrini, the A's, that's where that finally comes into play. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. He wins that. He got 25 <laughs> instead of 26 because of that. Um, so that's, uh, that's where we're But now we go over the L.A. Galaxy roster. I think, you know, for me, uh, the biggest deals that I I sort of wanted to to look at is that the spending is up for the L.A. Galaxy on a total basis. So in 2018 uh, or yeah, in 2018, the guaranteed salary was seventeen point five million dollars, 17.507 if you're paying attention. Uh, 2019, the guaranteed salary is eighteen point five million dollars. So up a million dollars. Um, and that's after giving Zlatan Ibrahimovic the largest raise out of anybody, which is which is uh, a five point seven million dollar raise. I was going to say spending is up, but it's not uh, it's not outrageous. No, it's, it, it seems like it's all within reason. They did a bunch of things. Obviously, yeah. the the sale of Ola Kamara helps them sort yes. of offset, offset some of some of that stuff as well. Um, so you're basically looking at a five point seven five increase in spending for the LA Galaxy right now. Um, the base salary, if we're looking, so I tracked base salaries back to 2015 because that's what I was tracking at the time before I tracked guaranteed salaries. So I have a chart that I just sort of keep updating. Uh, outside of 2015, uh, this is the second highest um, uh, uh, spending that payroll. the LA Galaxy have had, Yeah, basically the payroll uh, front since 2015. So 2015 was higher, 2019 um, is just right underneath it. So you're yeah. almost back to the 2015 levels which had Steven Gerrard. Well, I was going to say, it's you know coming off uh, an MLS Cup, so of course you're, those players are going to you know, bump up in salary and when they renegotiate there. So 2015, it being one of the highest does make sense. And then Zlatan coming back for a second year after basically getting him on a bargain, you're going to expect to spend lots of money. And of course, that's going to throw the the grand total. uh, It's going to skew it high. Yeah, yeah, it certainly uh, it, it certainly sees that. So, um, so that's where you're at in, in terms of uh, the base salary and where that goes. Now, you go into the individual players. We talked about Zlatan Ibrahimovic getting the highest increase in salary, five point seven million dollars, up from his one point five to seven point two. Uh, Shelvick got a sixty six thousand dollar increase. Uh, David Bingham received a hundred k increase in salary. Sebastian Legette received sixty thousand dollars increase in salary. A lot of these are programmed in, yeah. you know, uh, contract bumps, so it's it's not really a surprise. Uh, this does a lot of these don't. Take into account performance. Yeah, it's the it's the yearly increase. It's just the yearly increases, but yeah. y- they're still there. Uh, Rolf Felcher is one of the few players who took a decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of the only ones that was with the Galaxy previously that actually took a decrease, and he took uh, twenty seven thousand three hundred and fifty dollars less than he did. Remember, they actually. Uh, didn't pick up his option, yeah. and we're going to release him, but really it's almost it was like for, you know, and the way they negotiated, I'm sure part of the sell was you were injured this time, so it's, you know, it's kind of, you give us a little bit, we'll give you a little bit, and it kind of worked itself out. Yeah, um, let's see, Ima Boateng received $55,000 increase, Dave Romney, 44 k increase, Matt Lampson technically took a $37,000 pay cut from what he was making. Uh, was he with Columbus? Min- Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so 37 pay cut to, to come. And then Joel Pedro, who isn't even on the LA Galaxy Cash roster. checks, Joel. 20, 20K more uh, for, for Joel Pedro, which is still listed on the salary yep. guide. So therefore, it's still there. Maybe, maybe he won't exactly be 
be, be doing all that. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know how much the Galaxy pay that, but it yeah. is at least showing on the it's MLS players it, yeah. guide. Yeah, it, it's, it's there. Um, the big deal here was also finding all the new players, right? So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are 10 new players that we have, you know, salaries for that basically we didn't have salaries for before. One of those is Juninho, who you're like, he's not new, but yeah. he wasn't in the league last year, so, so it's a new, new salary. Rookie number. of the year, Juninho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, Diego Polenta, $777,000 plus. Uh, People Gonzalez at $720,000. And uh, there, there's your defense right there. That's what bumps it up. Yeah, it, it, it certainly uh, increases it. Fabio Alvarez, uh, who was new and who you didn't know how much they were, yeah. were going to pay, $586,000. Joe Corona, $550,000 coming over from Jolos. Uh, Oriol Antuna on loan. I would imagine the Galaxy are paying a large portion of this, yes. and I, I think it's probably fair. $420,000, which I thought it, it makes feels, sense. It feels, feels about right. I, I don't, I don't, none of this is like screaming out at me. Uh, $163,000 for Janino. I figured if you were going to bring him back, yeah. it would probably be about that much. I mean, you can, you can argue whether or not it's worth that because he doesn't play all that much, yeah. but. Um, you would have thought the U.S. Open Cup would have been his time to shine, too. He did. He got to play. He, he got to play, yeah, but yeah. He's, yeah, but still. He's fourth string. First, first, stream, stream, first team adjacent. First team adjacent. That's how he is. <laughs> uh, Julian Araujo coming up, $86,250. Ethan Zubak coming up to the senior team, $78,125. Emil Cuello signing in the MLS draft, $70,250. And Didi Traore coming up from LA Galaxy 2, $56,250. So those are the new numbers that yeah. we now know. And, Your junior and analysts to, yes. you know, yeah, added to the roster there. New guys. I mean, it's a far cry from the 11,000... Um, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those, one of those crazy ones. So, um, you know, it, all this stuff is sort of taken into account. We talked about sort of the overpetty. Everybody agrees. Jorgen Shelvick at a million dollars is, is a lot of money. It's actually a million six hundred and sixty six thousand from 900,000 to a million. And then when you factor in the, the total compensation, yeah, that, that one stings a little bit. Who stands out here? Who's your best value? Downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah. I'd say Chris Pontius and Downstairs are the two that stand out for what you're paying them and what they're able to, to give you. Yeah. I, I think that's bang for your buck right there. Chris Pontius, $190,000, and Dan Stair is $155,000. That's, that's a steal. I would also throw Dave Romney in there at a steal as well, $118,950. Um, uh, okay. Consi well, you know, he backs up every position. The, and he's he's the shutout machine. He's to put him on the field. Dan, Galaxy get Dan, a shutout. Dave Romney, the shutout machine. Yep. That's, that's how it goes. Um, so no, that's uh, so really when we're looking at the salaries, yeah, I mean there's some room here that you could really clear if you wanted to clear some things, and you expect it to clear next season. Next season will be interesting uh, when contracts come up and you see some of the salaries that they're paying well, and how they're able to replace that and 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 reconfigure. Uh, that I think this is this is something to be next year will make it interesting because a lot of these salaries, you know, Shelvick, uh, Kitchen, these are all things that we knew coming into the season that were going to be around the range that they were getting last season. Yeah, it, and it is. I mean, you look at Shelvick at what, at 1 million, you know, you look at Kitchen, as you said, you know, at 450,000 or 474, almost <laughs> 475, yeah. really. Uh, $475,000. I mean, depending on how Perry Kitchen plays this year will depend on Could whether or not yeah. he, he might be worth, maybe he's worth it at 275. Maybe he's worth it at 300. But the number always else, matters. And who else? Yeah. Who else is, is offering? Domestic player. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, you're going to have to start. The Galaxy are so heavy on internationals yes, right now. And especially, you know, when we're bringing in the entire, you know, Argentine league, <laughs> we're going to need some, 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 uh, some American players at some point. Yeah. So, so I'm, I saw the big groaning again was David Bingham um, was, was one of those. And I, you know, for me, I'm, I'm not complaining. $375,000. He got a $100,000 uh, pay raise. Um, it, again, not, not 
performance based. I was saying not based on the Garen, New England game. Garen, yeah, not, not based <laughs> on the New England game. And he, you know, he had a he had a big mistake in the Orange County yep. FC game there yep. towards the end. He also got cheap shotted in that game. I forgot to talk about that. Uh, the scuffle, yeah, yeah. There was a scuffle at the end of that. Uh, talking to Dan Stairs afterwards, he goes, "That guy knows what he's doing. It was a cheap shot. There okay. was nothing to that. Like there was no reason for that and the whole thing." So um, I tip my hat to Orange County FC for all everything well, except for that right there. Well, that was that was it was. And I think that's <laughs> when you play an amateur side. I don't want to say that's what you expect, but you're losing three zero. You, you know, you're never going to see these guys again. It's you almost kind of expect it to get out of hand when you're playing against, you know, someone who they have nothing to lose. So, of course, they're going to take a cheap shot at a first team goalie if they get it, if the opening's there. And so, you know, you don't, you don't want to give them, you know, credit for that. But at the same time, it's it's not totally out of the realm uh, of possibility considering the circumstance. Yeah, it's a, it'll be an interesting, uh, interesting thing to see. This is this is always um, let's see. The players follow this. The players okay. follow this. I can tell you that the players follow this. You think so, it's going to so, affect my Instagram stories? You think, you yeah, know, I'm who's, sure. who's taking who out to, to dinner? Who's driving who? You know, now that they know this, yeah. you know, they might look at each other a little funny on the next road trip. No, it, it, it could. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think that's all part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's about looking around the league and seeing guys in your position and seeing, how much, seeing how much they're making and being like, yeah. well, how, well, how is that guy making more? I mean, you yeah. know that's I there. I torched that guy. Yeah. I torched that. I'm so, I'm so much better than that guy. I mean, there has to be a whole bunch of stuff that, that's sort of put into this. Um, and, and as it goes, it, it's it's really interesting to see how that comes in, how the Galaxy sort of take this information in, and then to see what changes happen in the, in the middle of the summer as well, because this changes whenever they come in, they release it again in the second part. I think it's either the end of August or beginning of September, they release the second one, which is all the guys who came in the summer transfer window and any changes that have happened in that. And you can see this roster morph. Yep. Um, it absolutely gives us no inclination whatsoever of where they are against the salary cap, how much TAM and jam they have, <laughs> Which, nothing. Yeah. That, that, those are, you know, this is great and it's, it's interesting to see it. I would like to see someone, you know, run the numbers without DPs just to see, if someone could figure out, you know, how that fits in with the salary cap and, t- and it's, Tam and it's so Gam. hard because again, you go Tam and Jam, yeah. and it's like I don't know which part of it, you know. And if they traded for four hundred thousand here and gave away fifty thousand there, it's a, a floating scale for for every team, and so that's what makes it tricky to follow. But I think that's intentional, yeah, you know, from the league's perspective, because that way they get to kind of I'm, I'm, I'm play reaching, with this how they want. So I'm of two minds now. Um, I'm I'm of two minds, and and really the the mind now is that um, I I get a lot of uh, a lot of weight, and there's a lot of weight behind what I do because I understand a lot of the MLS rules, and maybe better than some other people, only because I stupidly read them all the time and go over. <laughs> it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But you should celebrate that. Josh. Yeah, that's, celebrate it 13 times. <laughs> um, so so I mean, that's one of those things. But I'm at reaching a point where I'm like, okay, so raise the salary cap, like quadruple it, get it up to yeah. 16 or 17 million dollars, get rid of general allocation money, get rid of targeted allocation money, still have three designated players and now game on yeah go do it because you look at this the la galaxy have a you know a a, a real roster what they're actually paying of 18.5 million dollars yeah i think if you look at clubs you know in the region yeah uh you know that's that's not far off and especially when you go into south american countries and you see what we you know when we're able to bring in players from argentina and players from uruguay you look at what they're making in those countries and we're you know mls on that end of it they're getting there. But I think what you just explained, having just one general fund, having a salary cap and then putting the DPs outside of that, I think that's where they're heading. I think they need to. Yeah. And I think everyone sees the writing on the wall and that's the direction they're going. It's just, this is where they're at right now uh, because of mechanisms and different things going on. But I I think it'd be smart for them to move in that direction. And it seems like at some point it's going to get there. Um, Let's go to injuries now. We're done. Good with salaries. You you know, 
I know. I'm good with the salaries. I mean, we could talk I don't know about if they're for a good while. With the yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, it's just Didi Traore, someone buy that guy. Take him out to lunch. I mean, yeah, but it's a long way from the days where the guys were like the the league minimum was eleven thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, you know, at yeah, least that was back when they rode horses to practice. I though. mean, you can't live in L.A. on fifty six thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. But you, you know, know, let's get the guy in in and out every once in a while. That's that's probably a good idea. <laughs> or French, where's the French cuisine? Uh, let's get you a little update on injuries. Uh, saw Sebastian Legette. I don't know if everybody else saw him, but he was uh, walking around uh, outside uh, outside the gate there at the Open Cup game. Said hi to some fans and sort of stayed off to the side and tried to. Tried to hide a little bit there. Um, <laughs> That's always funny. Yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, I didn't make it in on time. Thanks, thanks to the the bacon bump. The, the bacon bump. But, but that's always fun when obviously this was a first team adjacent lineup. But when the other guys kind of trot out to the side and creates a little fervor there. Well, so I can imagine legit. Uh, you know. You know, cause, cause, beat, beetle mania. People, people want that. <laughs> want the pictures? They want that blue steel look. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you that Dennis DeCloso, Jovan Karofsky, yeah, the whole gang, was Chris there. Klein were sitting up in the stands uh, with the, with the with the rest of the fans. Man of the people. Man of the people. All men of the people. Yes, that's what they are. Um, so they were there as well. Um, so he looks like he's getting better. He was. He didn't talk to the media, but it, just in terms of watching him walk, it yeah. didn't seem like he was having any he's problems. Not far away. No. So so I think that him not going to the Gold Cup is going to be a little blessing for the yes. LA Galaxy. I just I have this feeling in my head that that's going to work out for him um Rolf Felcher away with Venezuela and so we don't really know where he's at with his injury we're expecting that eventually we'll see him play in the uh, Copa America he's been in the ice bath I feel good about it you feel good about it yeah, yeah I've been watching it on Galaxy <laughs> Profile um Jonathan Dos Santos has a right ankle injury yeah this one was a little bit of a surprise picked it up in the game versus Ecuador uh he told I believe it was uh Univision he said mm-hmm. yeah he says it bothers me a little it prevents me from running a little to be at 100 percent but I hope to train with the team and be ready for the game uh remember he's away with Mexico right now getting ready for their game against Cuba he goes I hope the pain goes away three or four days go by the pain diminishes I want to play against Cuba there are three days left I'm going to do everything possible to be there but the first thing is health it's nothing serious but it is the heel where you take all the weight of your body he concluded there yeah and that's something you know that we were worried about with Jonathan leaving is because he's had these little nagging injuries here and there and going and instead of getting rest, continuing to add more minutes uh, to his workload. So that, that is something to, to monitor. If you are, you know, looking for him to contribute when he comes back, which I think we all are, you want to monitor those Mexico games and see how his health is at the end of them. Uh, no real change in the standings. We can probably save that for another time. Uh, the LA Galaxy schedule coming up. Just add uh, obviously the June 19th game against Orange County. Uh, Orange County. That was that was last that was last <laughs> night. Portland Orange County. Portland Timbers. That's who they are. Uh, <laughs> Portland, and then of course the game away Saturday to FC Cincinnati. Then away. Uh, Saturday, June 29th to the uh, San Jose Earthquakes. I'm supposed to be to at that Stanford. game. Yeah, I will be there. Yeah, apparently. Congrats. Yes, it'll be good times had by all. Um, then Thursday, July 4th, uh, you come home and uh, and the Galaxy will play uh, Toronto FC at home. Um, by the way. USA versus Canada on the 4th of July. What more do you want? By the way, I'm th- not this year. I'm already p- plugging for next year's 4th of July game. Is going to be a little more special. I already know some stuff that's going on. Total really? tease. Total tease. Wow. I'm Insider info. I don't know what's going on. The, it's keeping me in the dark. The tickets aren't even for sale. You can't get them, but you're going to want to go to that July 4th game next year. Next Just year. Next okay. year. Next year. This year, it'll is, be fun. Is five seconds of summer playing? No. Don't, don't tease me. That <laughs> Wango Tango 2.0. Wango Tango 2.0 right there on 4th of July. Sounds good to me. Um, so that's sort of where the schedule lies right now. Remember, the Galaxy also have games coming up against LAFC on Friday, July 19th. Uh, and then they will, of course, have to play in the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't. The League's Cup. The Cupity Cup. Whatever that is on Tuesday, July 23rd, my birthday, because they just want to punish me and make <laughs> me go to the game on the 
that's gonna be bad. I'm gonna be the only one there. I have a feeling. Uh, and well, then you and and twenty thousand Cholos fans. That that'll happen as well. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, July twenty seventh is a game against the Portland Timbers away. So yeah, well, I think Portland. I might be going to that one. Yeah, really? Yeah, I think Ooh, I'm have you. Portland away on the, on the calendar. Look at you. I like it. Um, so anyway, so that's sort of where we sit with the LA Galaxy again. No game this weekend. Um, as far as the training schedule goes, if you were looking for the team, um, they are training on or excuse me, they're not training on Friday. They actually have it off. So they trained on Thursday, probably a little regen session after the game. Uh, they will train on Saturday. They will train on Sunday and they will train on Monday. And then we get a new schedule whenever it comes out. I imagine that they will then on Tuesday fly up yeah. to Portland, play that game, think. probably fly back from Portland. I don't know. That's going to be the interesting. From, are they going to go from, from Portland, Portland to, to Cincinnati? Cincinnati? <laughs> no, I think you come. I think you come you back come because back. it's all in the same time zone. Yeah, you got to wash the jerseys. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Raul has to do the laundry. All right. So. Um, no, those guys do a great job with all that stuff and, and getting the team around. So we should find out more on the travel schedule and how it goes. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else you want to get to? I we mean, did it. Th- that was it? Hour five. Wow. We're professionals or something. Pros. Yeah, yeah. Uh, want to again uh, reiterate we had uh, Brandon Jance the owner of Temecula FC on the podcast great that he could stop by and, and give us a call um, if you want to support Temecula FC if you want to try to buy one of their 1500 tickets they need to sell you, you can play the role in saving a club you can you can save a, a local soccer club. and it costs you 20 bucks L- yeah. listen I mean honestly if you're going to go out and buy um, as as my good friend Chris Tucker said if you're going to go out and buy that Madrid jersey for $150 <laughs> how about you just buy 15 tickets for this uh, for this thing you you, you don't have to go yeah, I'm, I'm not have... asking you to go all right <laughs> I'm not and and because it's on a galaxy well, game day and I'm gonna I'm gonna argue against you there there are a lot of fans who travel you know from Temecula and maybe they didn't know that this was going on. Go to the game. They show go. up. Yeah, show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for that. I'm yeah. just saying. But I'm, you don't have to. I'm not gonna yeah. go. I'm not, okay. You don't need to on, big on my castle. Yeah. My, yeah you yeah, you don't like, need to big time us here. Well, well, like the whole thing is, I'm sure people initially think like I'm not buying tickets to a game. I'm not going to. Yeah. It's like, but they're ten dollars. All right. Yeah. So buy the ticket, and then if you give it to somebody, that's great. You can actually contact Temecula FC. Yeah, they'll redistribute. They'll they'll Jamie Bacon it. They'll Jamie Bacon it. They'll redistribute <laughs> them for it. They'll bacon bump it. They're looking for the bacon bump out in Temecula FC. All right. That's what they're trying to do. Um, and so I think you can help them out. And I think you know our listeners here can help them out. I'll put a link in the podcast description itself. So just go there, click on it, buy a couple tickets, call it a day. It's it's that simple. I mean, really, you can skip McDonald's, you know, for yeah. a couple days. You well, don't need. I it. could definitely skip McDonald's for a couple days. I'll tell you that. It's about the the morning, the breakfast. I just, <laughs> it's it, too good. It gets me. I'm a griddles. It, it, no. <laughs> It's the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits. I'm just all right. That's uh, good yeah. too. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, on. now I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah, all right. We after go. show. Let's go. All Wrap right. it up. We're going uh, to McDonald's. Let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. No, that's it. We'll have a, another show. It'll probably be me on Monday. There may not be a Monday show, um, but I have a feeling there will be because I'll want to preview that Open Cup game. So let's just call it. There's going to be a Monday show. Why not? <laughs> it's, your I almost chan- talk- it's your chance to do the preview. Oh, yeah. All by myself with yeah. nobody there. It'll be great. Uh, Kevin's still in France covering the Women's World Cup, which has been a ton of fun to watch, and I've been watching a whole bunch of that. So uh, make sure you can uh, you can do that as well. The LA Galaxy actually hosting some viewing parties for that. Um, and so the Gold Cup coming up as well. So all of that is awesome. Okay. Uh, please go out there again Temecula FC 10 bucks get you there uh, Eric anything else you good that's it I'm good to go alright talk go for it tell people where they can find you or something I don't know <laughs> you get a consummate pro yeah. you can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer you can also hear me on the Guys in Shorts podcast you can find them at Guys in Shorts pod we also had our friends from the King's Realm join us at the US Open Cup so they have a listen uh, now that the Stanley Cup is over so go listen to them at King's Realm pod and of course on Instagram you can always find me following your favorite LA Galaxy players that's at Galaxy Profile that's Galaxy Galaxy P R O F O U L. 
All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N-N, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for all of our articles. Our game recap is there. You can catch our podcast. Uh, and again, we'll have a link to the podcast for Temecula FC. You can help save a club. Do it. $10. You got it. This is this is good. This will make you feel good. Give you Fill you with lots of warm thoughts. You'll get some good karma points. All this stuff is, is good for you. All right. Uh, let's see. I think that about does it for Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vier. I'm Josh Kessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.